Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the Runner's World Podcast. What's that sound, Ben? That's just all my medals, Rick. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a nice coincidence, Ben, because I thought this week we could discuss our worst ever races. What do you think? Da, da, da. Absolutely. Just let me put these down because they are very, very heavy. <laughs> do you want to kick us off? Seeing as you've got all the props, you could, you could sort of launch into this, this, uh, this tale. When we first started talking about this topic, it was interesting because I went and looked at all my medals and what I had. And I kind of realized that I don't have a, a massive volume of medals. So it's, I, I, my race experience is decent, but it's not like vast. So then I was looking through them all and I was like, actually, do you know what? I think most of these have been all right. I just like I've had good races and got good times that I'm happy with. And I've had bad races that have just gone badly because races do. And then that's kind of been it. So I was kind of having a look through them all. And then I did actually then remember a race that. I'm going to put in there as my as my worst race. It was also one of the funnest races. And the reason why it's going in there is because it wasn't really a normal race. So it was <laughs> it was a race called the Beerathon. And having this in is going to sound really laddy. And I, you know, <laughs> right. that's not what I want it to be sound like. I, I, I'm saying I get a, I, I get a sort of get out clause with this as it was done all for editorial. So, you know, there's, fine, there's my reason for doing it. But it's fine. It's fine. Then. It was... Um, yeah, it was the Beerathon, and it was in London. It was a, it, it, you started and finished in a pub garden, pub beer garden, and the whole premise of the race was that you, um, yeah, you 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 ran a mile, and then you had a pint and a snack. Then you ran another mile, and you had a pint and a snack, and then you ran another mile, and you had a pint and a snack, and then so you had four pints and four snacks and five miles, I guess. So drunk, lost track, but yeah, I'm putting this one in as, as my worst race because it was it was carnage. It was absolute carnage, and I, I, we sort of got into the, uh, the spirit of the occasion by going in fancy dress as everyone else did, and so me and a former colleague, actually Nick, we went to a charity shop and we picked out some some suits, which we thought was a really good, funny way of approaching the race so we dressed up in like double-breasted suits but we cut the trousers down to be shorts i think we might have even cut the sleeves off or maybe we didn't anyway we thought this is this is going to be hilarious running in a suit is dreadful to begin with that's going in there so that that alone would make it my worst race because 
It was just so uncomfortable and hot. And then if you throw into the mix that you're consuming too much fluid, forget alcohol, too much fluid and food in a very short period of time, that and it was disgusting. And then obviously it's booze as well, which has its repercussions. So it's going in there as my least favorite race. Or no, my worst race. It's not my least favorite. It's actually one of my favorites because it was very funny. But it's probably the worst race and it's because of what I witnessed and <laughs> what I was party to. I mean, I've, it, yeah, it was, it, there was sort of fallen, fallen comrades left, right and centre. Um, I think that the volume of food really is the one thing that did everyone in more than anything. The booze was, yeah, I mean, you're, you have to eat and drink everything as quickly as possible, which is not a good thing to do to your body. But yeah, there was, it, was, it was finishing with a pork pie, a pint of cider and a pork pie was the final the final one and that was genuinely atrocious like pushing forcing that food in thinking i've got to go and run another mile um made it made it it wasn't like it wasn't a running race anymore it was absolutely running was sort of um secondary to the whole event it was it was it was essentially a sort of drunk walk around the city where you looked ridiculous um, and did everything at an uncomfortable pace and your dietary system was screaming at you for, for the foolhardy, foolhardy nonsense that you were taking part in. But it was also very, very funny. And I, I have a puerile sense of humour, so I think people being sick is pretty entertaining, um, uh, especially when they're, sort of, they're laughing while it happens, not in a sort of, you know, anyone being sick because they're, genuinely ill that's not great but when you've got someone sort of vomiting and giggling that's that's makes for an interesting race uh so yeah i'm gonna say that the beerathon is probably in there as my one um but yeah you know a unique day out uh so that's probably my worst race oh my, my running performance was not good it was really not good i have no takeaways from that i don't think i pb'd anything or sort of really ran at all, actually. Uh, I think I ran the fair. I think I was probably quite competitive. The over guy who won it overall was was dressed as a monk, and I remember him doing it really quickly, and I was very impressed. And there was also a guy dressed up as David Seaman, and he, at the end of the whole day, he, the aftermath, the, uh, the sort of the uh, post race breakdown an award giving ceremony was was very funny because david seaman won everything simply because everyone started chanting seaman seaman regardless of what happened that 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 made it very entertaining it was like a stag do it was basically a stag do but and someone said at some point that there'd be some running and you could or you couldn't do it but yeah that was that's i'm gonna put that one in as my my worst race for sure but also would highly recommend (laughs) Jane, beat that. Um, wow, I don't know. I don't know how to... I think it's easy, like Ben, whenever I think of every race I've ever done, there's been a bit where I'm like, this is the worst day of my life. But I think there's one that stands out and it was um, it was a trail race in Putney, on Putney, he- Putney Heath. Okay, yeah. And I 
I didn't realise it was a trail race. So it all it all started wrong from the minute I left home. I struggled with the twenty four hour clock. I'd planned to get there early and I've just missed I was just faffing. And then there was a bloody cycle wreck. What was it called? That one Oh what, the Prudential. Ro- the Prudential bike the ride, ride was going f- goes through Putney. Yeah. So I was like I had to get off the train and walk and I was so late, like literally got there as as the race was starting and I got there and everyone was in trail kit and so and I thought what the hell is going on and this woman's and it was queuing for the portalies because I'd been traveling for hours to get there and this woman said oh you're not going to run in them are you looked at my shoes and I was like what are you talking about of course they're just normal trainers um and she was she was dressed like she was climbing Everest like proper (laughs) like proper trail gear and I was just like okay oh well you you know it's August how bad can it be and it was like a mud bar it was like I was doing a tough one of those awful (laughs) things where people choose to get electrocuted do you know what I mean (laughs) I was just like running and falling and just it was a half marathon as well so it's not like you can think it'll be over in half an hour and my parents had been planning they planned to come and watch it and they obviously i don't know why none of us checked this prudential bike ride thing they got caught up in this big rerouting redirecting buses blah 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 so they they got there quite a way in i i saw them probably at about i don't know mile seven or eight and i remember just stopping and like just sitting down with my dad being like what the hell is this like what what the hell why do people do this for fun like and I think and I I absolutely love run through races I love the run through vibe there was just like a womble who kept asking me to high five him and I was like I'm gonna fucking kill the womble and my dad my dad was just like wow remember this is meant to be fun and I was just furious about the whole thing and I think I, I just I just yeah I just didn't I really just didn't enjoy it from start to finish. And I think if I'd known, even if I was wearing, I think, I don't think I was wearing like Next Percent. Cause I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I worked for Runner's World at the time. So I don't think I'd even heard of Next Percent. But I was wearing like a, like a shoe you'd wear on race day yeah, for right. a trail race. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I was just falling around, sliding around Putney Heath. And that really stands out to me as, just a race I've really not enjoyed. I think probably everyone's had, maybe, maybe no one has. Maybe people look at the terrain and what might be happening in the area that might, <laughs> yeah, research, just being late. Do some research, yeah. Like, do some research, yeah. That's, that's what I did wrong. I didn't do any research. And I remember getting near the end and I said to some lovely marshal how much longer how how much longer do I have to go and endure this hell and she was like um I think she said not far I was like give me a give me a distance (laughs) like do you know what I mean are we talking half a mile or are we talking three miles like what does not far mean and I've poor girl I I always think about this thinking she was just a volunteer yeah and she really felt on that poor womble probably (laughs) just they just wanted to have a good day out do you think it put were you already not a fan of trail running before the race or do you think this sort of cemented yeah no it cemented it i I think trail running for me always feels like cross country at school Mm. it was just like 
wearing plimsolls and running through Epping Forest crying. Like, (laughs) just, I've never liked trail. I've just, and my my dad's like really big into trails. So, you know, going running for him and he'd just, we'd be on the road one minute and he'd just deviate and I'd lose him. And I'd be like, what the hell? Like, you know, trail running just doesn't appeal. And he'd be like, oh, sorry. I thought they'd reconnect about a mile down the road. Um, So trail running is just brings back traumatic. Yeah. It's traumatic times. I don't find it enjoyable. I feel like I run to kind of escape and trail running. I feel like I just have to stare at the ground so I don't break an ankle. (laughs) This is the Runner's World podcast. Oh, mate, mine's, mine is so easily the worst race I've ever done. It was uh, it was basically, yeah, it was, it's the Ennerdale Horseshoe, 2016 Ennerdale Horseshoe. And um, the Ennerdale Horseshoe is like a classic route in the lakes. Um, and it's, it's 22 miles, I think it's eight peaks. It's very, very difficult. And I sort of knew this. Me and my, me and my mate George went up there. We kind of knew it was difficult, but we were kind of intoxicated by books like... Um, feet in the clouds and stuff and we were like we're gonna <laughs> jane i love how highbrow rick is straight away <laughs> yeah i know instantly like, i was I'm a like, drunk what? man in london you were I missed a, doing a trail one in putney or whatever it is that's, that's and, good got a, a, a variety ascending the fells <laughs> yeah but th- th- this 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 was my problem my though. worst one is the utmb uh, it, was, it was far 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 too hard basically so t- we turned up we made a bit of a weekend of it I think the World Cup was was playing at the time as well, 2016 or Euros or whatever. Um, and uh, turn up in the morning. There's only like there's like 60 people turning up, taking part, right? And everyone looks like they're going to win in the car park. So I was like, oh no! So we started off, and it it was like a flat start, and then went up the first peak. Um, it was just like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. It was just like <laughs> hands and knees for about 20 minutes through the fog, and like, it was already pretty difficult. We were already sort of towards the towards the back, and um, out of the mist, there's this. Um, is Joss Naylor like one of sort of you know the, the famous fell runner who's like 80 who's like walked up there that morning with his dog and is sort of cheering everyone on so we were like all oh, right we can't we can't walk past Joss we've got <laughs> got to keep running so uh it was weird it was the, the flat stuff was relatively okay um but it was just a descent like um if you're if you're good at that stuff and you and you're based up there like 90 percent of the, the field were you know, they just descend so quickly and so fearlessly. And me and George were just sort of like creeping down the mountain. Um, and I, yeah, I think one of the low points was uh, it was taught, we were probably about three quarters of the way in, and we'd followed uh, these runners. We thought knew where they were, um, knew the way, and then um, turned out we um, we had to climb the same. We ended up climbing the same mountain or peak twice. <laughs> So we added an extra couple of miles on him. And my mate George, was, he just sat down on the slope at that point and was like, <laughs> I thought he was going to cry, actually. And was like, yeah, I'm not, sh- I'm not <laughs> sure what we're going to do. Um, also, I mean, it was, it was funny. Like, I'm kind of into minimalist type running. So, like, not carrying loads of stuff. Um, but I was, I was definitely the most overdressed person there. Um, I, I was wearing compression socks, which I kind of cast myself as, like, a southerner. Uh, straight away with that like no like no one's carrying a bag like it's 22 miles and i think there's one water stop maybe two water stops like no one's carrying anything because they're just going to take like water from the streams and all this sort of stuff this sounds like my idea of hell like i even if you saw this on if i saw this on a bit of paper i'd choose it as my worst race and i don't need to go <laughs> no it was um i never felt so out of my depth and um yeah i remember the beginning at the start of the race the guy said well, look if you think about dropping out to be honest you might as well just try and make it back because it's, it's easier to get back than it is to drop out 
so yeah, it was it was it was really like um it was really like self sufficiency self sufficiency stuff, and it, and it was very impressive of people taking part with very um comfortable that format. But I think it was just massive naivety on on our part to go up there and and think that we could could blag it. Um, but you finished though. Yeah, did finish. It took ages. Well, I finished fifty fifty first out of sixty one people. Um, what happened to those yeah, other ten? Yeah. God, I felt just quite embarrassed, Ben. Not not because like wasn't any good at, it, but just you know, I just sort of was like halfway through as I was kind of like me and my mate didn't we, we didn't really have any business being there. Kind of learned an important lesson. There. I wish I wish I hadn't have had to learn that lesson, but I kind of think like yeah, it, you actually are responsible. You, you have to be responsible when you pick these races and actually be like, what can I? actually what can i do it was definitely a chastening experience where i was like if i do if i I want to actually do some of this stuff like i need to need to get a bit more serious about it so i reckon this would be a good topic for our listeners because everyone's got everyone's got the worst race haven't they i think we we get a lot we get a lot of good responses in people so yeah i think we've had people write in before it's like I lost a shoe and I just did it with one shoe on. Like, I, at, least, at least I had two shoes on. I was wearing the wrong shoes, but I did have two shoes on. Whereas I think people people just do mad things, don't they? Because they're like, I've got to finish. And it's like, no, pull out. S- stop here. But- yeah, well, look, this raises an important thing about would you, would you DNF? Because, you know, Rick, you, Rick, you pushed through and, and got home safely. I managed to force down that final pork pie and and Jane, you finished your race, so uh, yeah. So there we go. Even if that is your worst race, you know, we finished it. The resolve of a runner is pretty resolute. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think that's true, Ben. I think yeah, that there's something. Unless you really can't finish, then yeah, it's tempting to sort of to push on with it. Um, anyway, isn't it? Even if you, if you, even if you're having a bit of a a bit of a shocker. Yeah, I had a cry, but I did finish. Um, so it brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Thanks very much to our esteemed guests, Jane Maguire, Ben Hobson and me. An absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. You can, of course, subscribe to Runners World magazine, but if you want just a little taster, you can get three issues for just £5. Head over to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash Runners World podcast to get this exclusive listener offer. The Runners World podcast is available on Acast, iTunes and all your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK and click subscribe. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.